Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. Today, you'll be hearing from me, Michaela Peebles, and my co-host, Drew Edwards. Drew and I will be unpacking a term we've all heard of, but might not fully understand yet, the school-to-prison pipeline. So, Drew, can you answer our burning question? What is the school-to-prison pipeline? The school-to-prison pipeline is a system that pushes students out of the classroom and into the criminal justice system. According to an article from teachingtolerance.com, the school-to-prison pipeline is policies that encourage police presence at schools, harsh tactics including physical restraint, and automatic punishments that result in suspensions and out-of-class time are huge contributors to the pipeline. But the problem is more complex than that. Simplified, this means that kids have been turned into criminals and taken out of classrooms. That's a great way to explain such a complex idea. I first heard about this idea my freshman year here at Miami, but it wasn't until this semester that I actually got to witness its effects. I couldn't go into the field because of COVID, uh, but I did have a job, and my boss was very open about his past. He told me about how he got put into the criminal justice system at just age 14, and how by the age of 18, he was in prison. He was pushed out of the classroom and into the criminal justice system. He never went back to high school after being in prison because prison became all that he knew and all that he knew how to work. Um, And he told me about the brutal treatment he experienced there at only age 18. This is just one example of the school-to-prison pipeline. What are other examples of how the school-to-prison pipeline plays out? Zero-tolerance policies contribute a lot to the school-to-prison pipeline. Zero-tolerance policies are when school officials hand down specific, consistent, and harsh punishment, usually suspension or expulsion, when students break certain rules. In a lot of schools nowadays, there are more cops than counselors. In the podcast called Counselors Not Cops by Schoolhouse, the host discusses the idea of counselors being put into more schools and less cops. When cops are put into schools, more students are arrested. Now that you mentioned the idea of having more counselors rather than cops in schools, what steps could school districts do to push back against the school-to-prison pipeline? To push back against the school-to-prison pipeline, school districts can remove resource officers and put in more counselors. Putting in more counselors can help reduce the number of arrests that occur during the school year. According to edweek.org, more than 70,000 students were arrested in schools throughout America in the 2013-2014 school year. When students are given a chance to talk to a counselor, 
counselor about things that are going on in their lives that could cause them to be acting out. It helps them learn more about expressing their emotions in a different way, leading to less school arrests. So, when did the school-to-prison pipeline start? Where did it come from? Let's take a quick look back to the 13th Amendment. When the 13th Amendment was put in place, this meant no more free slave labor. That was a huge financial hit for farmers in the South and people in businesses all over. This led to the start of criminalizing black people so that there would be free prison labor. This trend has continued up until now with the school to prison pipeline. And last but not least, what can teachers do to stop the school to prison pipeline? On an individual teacher level, teachers can resist the school to prison pipeline by not jumping straight to discipline and punishment. Teachers can and should increase the use of positive behavior interventions and supports. It is really important for educators to push back against the school to prison pipeline because it has to start somewhere and the school to prison pipeline always starts in the classroom. So teachers should always do what they can to push back against it. familiar with positive behavior strategies. I just found an article on it and it included some examples of what teachers can do in the classroom. They can provide flexible spaces like a reading corner to support different types of learning, position furniture to ensure smooth transitions, organize materials in a safe and accessible ways, seat students near peers who model appropriate behavior and can ignore inappropriate behavior, and seat students near you so you can use strategies like active supervision and pre-correction. There really are so many different ways to deal with conflict in the classroom. Discipline and getting authority figures involved does not have to be the answer. Thank you so much for listening and taking the time to educate yourself on the school to prison pipeline.